isn't that bizarre? I mean, <laughs> think, think about that for a minute. Now, here is the Secretary of the State of Georgia, and he is charged with making sure that we have honest uh, elections, you know, elections with integrity, no fraud. And here we have evidence of the machines malfunctioning, and he doesn't want to do anything about it. And not only that, his office threatens the counties if they do something about it. Despite the media moving forward as if Joe Biden were president, election challenges continue with things heating up down in Georgia. You're listening to The Propaganda Report. I'm Brad Binkley here with Monica Perez. And with us again today is our elections integrity expert, Garland Favrito, to update us on the latest happenings down in Georgia. Garland, welcome. What's the latest? Uh, Binkley, uh, thanks for having me back. And there's, there's so much going on. Um, I guess to pick up from where we uh, left off last week, um, the latest uh, revelation was that Coffee County uh, was unable to certify their recount results on the Dominion voting system uh, because they tried to run it three times. They tried to recount the results and three times came up with erroneous results, obviously erroneous results. So uh, what happened there was they had uh, run uh, the recount. You know, they, they, they had done their hand count on it. They had done their election night uh, certification. And then uh, it was time to do a recount for the, the president requested. So they went to run the recount. And the machines uh, basically found, pulled 39 new ballots out of the, out of thin air, uh, from, no, I'm sorry, not ballots, 39 votes for the presidential candidates with the same number of ballots. So they just simply recounted the number of ballots and they had 39 new votes. They couldn't figure that out. Was that, that out. the same number as Ware County just by coincidence? Oh, no, it's actually, that was 37. Okay. 37. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was off too. Um, so, uh, so then they, they realized, uh, that they had left 185 ballots out of the count and they ran, you know, they put those ballots in and they ran a second recount and then it didn't change. So they added 185 ballots, but the votes totals didn't change. So they knew that was wrong. So that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, how does that happen? I don't know. And, and how I mean, if it happens to them, surely it happens elsewhere. Well, right. And uh, there's a lot of suppression out there uh, of the problems that they're having because they're intimidated from the secretary of state, which I'll explain in a second. But, and um, you're just talking about Georgia. Sorry to interrupt. I just want to make it crystal clear because you're right. you're an elbow deep in it. But most people who are listening aren't even from Georgia. And it's so important because, I mean, especially as we head into the that the control of the Senate is coming out of Georgia. It's important to know that these uh, that the election the people in charge of the election aren't holding us to the strictest standards. And these margins are razor thin. Yeah, and they uh, some of the other battleground states uh, use these same Dominion machines as well. Democracy Suite five point five. Um, so, so the the Coffee County decided they run it the third time, uh, and the same results came up again, which were erroneous. 
So basically, they could not figure out what to do. So that's two counties this has happened in. Yeah. Where was the flipping, right? And the but the where was where the Biden votes increased by the same number as the Trump votes decreased at like Ex- a, in the recount was it? Exactly. That that okay. was in the uh, the audit found out. Yeah, just to to go back, that's a good point. Might as well talk about that again. But just to go back, the 37 votes that uh the machine missed in Ware County for Trump were in fact added to Biden's totals. So that was a legitimate flip of the results. We don't know why. We don't know if there was some kind of a ballot definition mismatch or a uh, configuration setting or malware. Um, In my affidavit, which is still unrebutted and the only unrebutted affidavit about this whole event there, I explained that a misalignment was not likely because in that case, Trump votes would have gone to Biden and Biden's votes would have gone to Jorgensen uh, or vice versa. But this was just a swap and it was the same swap that they had in Michigan in Antrim County. So it it would lead me to believe that it was malware. Because if it had been a misalignment, it would just have recategorized everything over one cache or whatever. I would have expected it to right. do that. You know, again, you never know until you do a forensic study on it. But I would have expected that, right. uh, not not to have swapped. It would just been a line from one candidate to another, like like you're off one. Um, but but that's so different we, from the coffee thing. The coffee thing is just simply they cannot recreate the accurate results. They can't. They don't understand why the numbers are changing, even when the ballots are not. Number of ballots are not changing. Exactly. If the number of ballots didn't change, why are your votes changing? Now, that was the first question. And then if you add ballots, why didn't the votes change? So, uh, they you know they ran it a third time. They still got erroneous results and they wrote the Secretary of State that they couldn't certify. And so- even if, may I interrupt, even if it's not malicious, the margins are too thin for this, this margin of error. There's no room for it. And with problems in multiple counties already existing, and Detroit, it would seem there, yeah. Same thing. I mean, those numbers are bigger that they have unexplained anomalies. Aren't they refusing somewhere to allow people to look at the Dominion servers? Do you know anything about that? Yes, uh, absolutely. And, and by the way, th- that 37 votes sounds like a small number, but that's the exact percentage, 0.26 percent, that Biden carried uh, Georgia. And and that's where he's leading it right now. I mean, this is what people have to understand. In these places, Joe Jorgensen or whoever the libertarian is getting one percent of the vote get are getting more votes than the difference between Biden and Trump. There are some places, important places where that's true. Last I looked, unless that changed, Mm -hmm. that's razor thin. Yes. Normally, that would be in the within the margin of error. So it should be investigated closely. Right. And, and so to get to Binkley's point um, about, well, wait a minute, you know, why, why are we not examining these machines? We've called for um, forensic audits on the machines in Ware County and in uh, Coffee County. But the Secretary of State has moved to block these uh, these types of uh, exams. And in fact, they wrote a very intimidating and threatening letter to the counties and said, well, you would be in violation of the law 
if you allowed uh, an exam to take place, and that by that my exam, all they do is they come in and they copy, they get an image of what's on your server. They don't touch it, they don't update anything. There is virtually, um, you know, and then they can continue to do exactly what they've been doing. So a forensic report doesn't harm this system in any way and doesn't alter anything in it. The Secretary of State has moved to block the audits uh, or the forensic exams of these machines with a very intimidating letter. And they said that it would harm election security to uh, allow these uh, images to, to be created so that they could do a forensic report. Now that I saw that letter and that predated the latest evidence, right? Yeah, yes, I, it probably did. I, I think it did pre predate it. I did notice that. And so but now instead of Raffensperger and those guys trying to figure out what's going on here, they're kind of standing in the way like they are standing by that letter. Correct. They are standing. They are not not only not investigating, but it's out there that if you do investigate, that's the problem. Yeah. Now, isn't that bizarre? I mean, I <laughs> think. Think about that for a minute. Now, here is the secretary of the state of Georgia, and he is charged with making sure that we have honest uh, elections, you know, elections with integrity, no fraud. And here we have evidence of the machines malfunctioning, and he doesn't want to do anything about it. And not only that, his office threatens the counties if they do something about it. And then on the other hand, they're doing a statewide or they announced a statewide signature audit to get to end the disinformation. It seems to me that could be some sort of diversion from the the actual issue that, that's going on here with the Dominion servers. Yeah, that's an interesting point, Binkley, because this the signature audit is being done by the secretary of state. It's not being done by the counties. So which is kind of bizarre. Because the counties are one that audit the signatures or they, you know, they verify the signatures originally. So why is the secretary of state telling the counties what their signature verification results are? It's just like the audit they, they did. Not Whereas, to mention that the ballots have already been separated from the envelopes. And there's no signature trail with the ballots themselves. Correct. That's right. That's right. So. so this is not the most important thing to do. It's a PR stunt to make it look as though they're being thorough, I, I think. Yeah. And that's well, the secretary of state's office is famous for PR stunts. They, they do this all the time. But you know uh, what is weird to me is that Raffensperger is fairly new to this office and this voting system is brand new. It was very expensive. There's a big process. You would think that it would they would if there's any integrity there that this would be scrutinized and vetted and i mean it seems kind of like old school to just to immediately close ranks and cover it up like the day or you know with it was in november i think that letter came out they were already closing ranks it's just weird it just it just smacks of something bigger well ex exactly i think they've been pretty much closing ranks since the election, and that's just getting more and more uh, circling the, the wagons uh, to try to prevent, you know, a more uh, political damage. Let me ask you one more question about the 
the servers. Is it out of the ordinary to look at the servers like you were saying? Is there precedent for that? Well, uh, yeah, Binkley, glad you asked that. So, so that's going on now in Michigan and in Arizona. Uh, there were forensic audits conducted, and uh, the, the forensic audit in uh, Michigan concluded that the machines were designed to commit fraud. <laughs> uh, it's really stunning, some stunning revelations in there. And they basically said the Secretary of State uh, lied when she said that there was a human error up there, and that it was that's not it wasn't the real cause of the error in Antrim County, Michigan. So the forensic audit has been very, very critical of the Secretary of State, and I think that uh, they probably, that's one of the reasons why they don't want one here in Georgia, because it may turn up the same thing. This is crazy with the hacking story going on nationally this week and these Dominion servers having problems all over the country, and it's just not being covered in the mainstream news. They're just acting as though nothing, nothing happened in Biden's president. Yeah, well, that's why we need uh, you guys. That's why we need you and Monica, because otherwise, you know, the uh, public would be totally uh, uninformed or misinformed, one or the other. Well, you know what people don't even remember, and I've been trying to educate people however I can, is I, it's starting to come together for me now when when Brian Kemp the now governor of Georgia was the secretary of state in 2016. And the, I think it was the Kennesaw in maybe it was Kennesaw University or whatever. Somebody um, just in order, just an outsider trying to figure out about election integrity was able to hack the voter rolls. And then this is to to Binkley's point. They could hack the voter rolls. And this person and you guys brought it to the attention of the authorities. Brian Kemp, the FBI investigated it. And as they were, I believe it was not completely finished with their investigation. Kemp and company wiped the servers. Now, you can correct that, Garland, but the point I want to make is I didn't realize until I understood how absentee ballots worked and in-person balloting and um, how important it was to if you had control over the voter rolls that you could make up votes and people wouldn't even know because you could make up voters Potentially. I mean, so I understand now a little better. Maybe I'm wrong, but it seems to me that that was more serious than people took, uh, understood it to be at the time. Well, it's actually even more serious than that. It's, it's worse than what you described, uh, Monica, because not only did he hack and get the copy of the voter registration uh, data, he, he hacked uh, into the entire central election server that, that, produces all of the elections for the state of Georgia and sends the election files down to the counties. So it, that it's in, it was everything, the entire election server was exposed to the internet. Uh, they found, they, they, that went on for months. And when we actually tracked it down, we found out that it was actually exposed for years. So what that meant was that if anybody puts anywhere in the world could put malware uh, on it because of the security flaws in this uh, Drupal uh, web content management system. Uh, so they could install their malware and then 
the Secretary of State's office would distribute that malware to the counties, and then the counties would distribute it to every voting machine, and it would not be detected, and that uh, the perpetrator could literally control every election in every county with every voting machine uh, for, for, for years. Um, and when how, they wiped it, it became impossible to figure it out, right? Well, right, exactly. And and when did first, that happen again? I'm sorry. Twenty sixteen. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, seventeen actually. Yeah. Well, right, it, the investigation. Well, no, actually you're right. It was sixteen, it started in sixteen and then it it continued uh to they found it still open in two thousand seventeen. But that makes me wonder about the history of the current Secretary of State and of Kemp, how far they go back. Because if you're somebody who did that, wipes the, the thing clean back in 2016, you're going to want somebody as your successor to who, who's in on it, who knows the game. This de- I think I think there's probably, I'm sure Garland can speak to that. But I will also point out that the AG, I think it was, would not investigate the Kemp thing. And Stacey Abrams didn't bring it up in her you campaign. Know, this makes me think of that True. show that we did on WSB Monica where we spent one hour talking about the issues with Abrams and the other hour talking about the issues with Kemp and the one hour people called in and called us Nazis, the other hour people called in and called us <laughs> called us communists. You were dead on right about Governor Kemp. A lot of people who were calling and complaining back then would probably be, wow, Monica told us four years ago. Oh, thank you. Well, Garland was there well, yeah. for that yeah. episode. Well, so, right. We, we did, a, yeah. if I could just throw in a quick comment. Yeah. So we, we did an expose on both of them. Yep. Same show. I, yeah, I got a lot of heat for that too. Um, really? Oh yeah, because uh, you know, basically, I called both of them out. They're both running for governor. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, Kemp, we had actually filed a criminal complaint against yes. him because of all the uh, this, uh, you know, the voting system stuff that he was involved in. And then Abrams had been called out by um, William Perry's uh, Georgia Ethics Watchtower group, and he just did a devastating uh, a series of of uh, issues with, that she had. Uh, so you put those two things together, and you realize that neither one of the two are qualified to be governor, uh, but we ended up with one of them anyway. <laughs> I always thought that her, because her thing, she had said prior to that, sometimes losing is where the power is. So I, I always wondered between what happened with Cagle and all that, uh, I always wondered if there was really more plotting behind the scenes than usual in that election. And now that you see these guys are basically standing down for the steal. It, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a little quid pro quoing going on. Well, there's definitely some collusion between the Republicans and Democrats there. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, particularly when you look at the Secretary of State's office now and how they're covering up for Fulton County, uh, you know, which is un- unbelievable. The evidence of, of fraud in Fulton County this last election and the Secretary of State is saying uh Nothing to see here. That was normal uh, to hide all the, the ballots under the table and pull them out after you told all the monitors that you were going to quit. This is all normal processing. It's uh, it's unbelievable. There has to be some kind of a quid pro quo there, uh, Monica, that we probably don't even know about yet. Um, but that is I, it's, that was probably the thing that shocked even me. As long I as know. I've been, <laughs> yeah. As long I, as I've been in this, I never, I would never believe they were able to cover that. That up. Now, the Republicans are, covering up for the Democrats. 
Are Republican rank and file people up in arms over this? Because this mm. is going to affect the outcome of the Senate if the same funny business is going on. Aren't the Republicans absolutely crazed that these guys are doing this? Why is Kemp um, not getting more heat? Yeah, well, he, he's, he's gotten a lot of heat in Ravensburger, too. You know, they've been drive-bys of the governor mansion, drive-bys okay. of Brad's uh, you know, personal residence. But so, and yeah, absolutely. They are up in arms. I mean, just, you know, voter GA and, and, uh, the constitution part of Georgia, which I'm elections director of, they, we have just had our volunteers have just gone through the roof. We have hundreds now. Got it. Uh, okay. Be- yeah, that's begging to do. And we, I get calls a lot of time. What do you want me to do? You know, Got they're it. begging. Uh, and, and we've found a few things to do, which I'll, I'll share towards the end of the show. Right. With another surprise announcement for you. So, <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, okay. So, what else do you have on that, on that, so on the Coffee County thing? Anything else on that that we covered? Well, well yeah. So, um, a couple of things there. So, the Secretary of State, I'm glad you mentioned that. Secretary of State uh, decided to open an investigation into Coffee County. So, Coffee County, <laughs> not yeah. the Dominion voting problems, but the county for looking into their own elections. That's right. So which they, they are they, constitutionally empowered to do. Basically, that is, it's not a federal thing. The states are supposed to take care of their own elections. Exactly, and so the so the counties uh, sent literally thirteen megabytes of documentation to the. Uh, to the Georgia legislature to, exp- you know, they testified actually, uh, last week at the house. I guess that was a week and a two days ago. And, um, they sent all this documentation. They explained this, you know, here's what happened. And, uh, they had a fairly blistering letter, uh, saying that the, uh, machines, you know, we shouldn't be using these. They can't, we can't, they can't produce the same results, you know, twice in a row. Um, and just really, really called them out. We have a press release up there that has a lot of their quotes and excerpts in it. Um, but that uh, apparently triggered an investigation of the county instead of the investigation of Dominion. So this is uh, this is the crazy uh, things that are going on in this uh, office of Secretary of State right now. Oh, what's yeah. crazy about yeah. it is. That it's not getting the widespread coverage that it's getting. Therefore, they're able to get away with stuff like this. They, they, like when you know you're being protected by this wall of mainstream media, then you can do this crazy stuff and doesn't get any and attention. And they want to act mm-hmm. like it's quibbling that it's minor. And, and that's why everybody's been focusing on like they, they always say widespread. It's not widespread. It doesn't have to be widespread yeah. because yeah. it's a tiny little sliver that is making the difference it here. It feels like they've cut that tiny sliver out of the appropriate areas uh, around the country and in the states that it's almost indetectable unless you get into the nuances of it, which is well, makes that's it more the difficult. Thing. But because it's so tiny, I almost feel like that's why I'm like, why didn't they just make a bigger margin so it's not that big a deal? Well, because if it's within the margin of error, you could quibble till the cows come home. Now that brings us to, I think, the whistleblower issue. I got uh, a press exactly. release from Garland, yeah, about the yes, yes, and we're still um, uh, so so. Just to finish that thought on the Secretary of State, you know, so they 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 go after this county, um, and then uh, at the same time, Fulton County uh, basically 
fired the two whistleblowers that uh, pointed out they had they had concerns about electoral fraud in Fulton County. So that was Bridget Thorne and Susan Voles. So Susan Voles was a counter for the audit, and she was one of four counters who detected what they believed to be fraudulent ballots. Uh, these are the ballots that uh, yes. were supposed, supposed to be mailed, and they, uh, but they weren't folded, and they were supposed to be marked with a writing instrument, but they weren't marked with a writing instrument. It looked like toner, and the stock seemed different. So they reported that. Uh, Susan Bowles did. She is... Um, uh, as was terminated along with Bridget Thorne, who uh, her testimony was that that uh, she was doing test ballots, and they were doing many, many, you know, like thousands of test ballots, but they were not controlling the the uh, ballots, and they were testing them on live ballot stock. So they have legitimate actual votes. They could have been injected into the system uh, from all that testing they did at the World Congress Center. So uh, they, she testified to that. Um, Bridget testified in the Senate. Susan Voles testified in the Senate and the House. And then right after that, last week, uh, sure enough, they turn up uh, and they're, they're fired. I'm looking at her termination letter right here, Bridget Thorns, from December 16th, from Dwight Brower, elections consultant of Fulton uh-huh. County. And and well, here's what's interesting about that, uh, Monica. So Dwight had just sent her a letter three or four months earlier, back in I guess in August, <laughs> requesting that she would train the poll workers. Yeah, you want to have a paper trail if you're gonna, you know, that's people think of that. If you want to let somebody go, you you get always blowback if you don't have a paper trail. So. Usually there's some foreshadowing. You see, they say, hey, your performance has been lacking or you need to address this or this is in your file, especially. I mean, this is a government job, right? Well, right. And it's not a full time job. It's a part time job. But um, but, yeah, absolutely. So but they're they're terminated. But her, but the idea that she was being in a position to train people is like the opposite of a we're concerned about your performance indicator. Ex- exactly. They were going to rely on her to train the other poll workers. And then all of a sudden, you know, five months later, she's fired. So that's pretty <laughs> obvious what happened there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was on a show with her and Susan uh, last, oh, I guess it was last week. I, my, all the days are running together. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it was Friday. But anyway, uh, the Secretary of State issued a um, kind of a rebuke of Fulton County saying that they really shouldn't have done that. They shouldn't have been fired. That was the wrong thing to do. So, but again, it gets to what Binkley is saying. It's sort of a, uh, publicity stunt because if he was really concerned about it, he would have opened an investigation into why they uh, were yes. fired. Yeah. Instead, he just does the press release. Mm-hmm. But so, so he, yeah, so he investigated Coffee County for nothing for the Dominions, but yeah, he he doesn't want to investigate Fulton County for anything, and that that's bizarre. Hmm. And just one more thing, I'll add on to that. Um, so Raffensperger, when when they uh, Spalding County Elections Director Marcia Ridley 
exposed the fact that the machines were updated the night before the election in November 3, and which basically uh, seems to be a pretty clear violation of Georgia election law and the recertification stat- statutes because they weren't recertified. When she exposed that, he tried to get her fired. Uh, they, he called for her resignation, although he was not successful in doing that. Um, he tried to, uh, to get her fired. So, uh, and again, I like an investigation there as well. So it shows you that this office and, and let's be honest, it has to come straight from Brad himself. This is, this entire office is lacking in, in integrity. It's just, it's just horrible. That seems to be the consistent theme for sure. <laughs> but it's just so crazy to me that it's Republicans. Like, I don't care about Republicans, but it's just so weird. You know, they cover it up like you could see that a Democrat might just think it was, you know, just like they let their bias get the better of them. But these guys, they it's, have to yeah. know. You know, To me, you it's like that- the, the Fox News aligned, the, the break off that we saw recently between the yeah. the Republicans that are all in on whatever's going on right now yeah. and then versus the ones that are being regulated to the Trump or Q Republicans, at least the way the media would characterize it. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, so what else yeah. we got? Well, uh, another of the big things that I know you wanted to get into was yeah. the... Um, Jamie the, O'Sullivan, right? Yeah, so the so just to go back for the listeners from last week, we were talking about um, the death of Harrison Deal. Um, Harrison was the uh, boy boyfriend of Governor Kemp's daughter, uh, Lucy, that, right? The daughter yeah, was Lucy, if I'm not I, mistaken. I think so. They, and they were was it, were they was was he were they fiance? Were they engaged or? Uh, the, the way they talked about it, it was, you know, you're another son of mine, that kind of thing. So it looked like that was kind of inevitable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were definitely, you know, there's pictures of them going to the prom together and that kind of thing. He was 20 or 21. So he's on his way, just to recap it for yeah. the listeners, he was on his way to Pooler, uh, Georgia, to we're near Savannah to uh, for the Pence rally down there, which I think happened in the early afternoon. Uh, and uh, as he's driving down I-16 near Pooler Parkway, his car explodes and flames go a hundred feet in the air. I did look uh, up the video. It was uh, just a f- fire. <laughs> Real orange fire. Big. Oh, you saw the video? Well, the live yeah. leak. It was yeah. just... 10, 15 uh-huh. seconds, but it's amazing that nobody else died. And it was a crunch, right? Like somebody came up from behind him and he got crunched with the person in front, right? Yeah. Well, see, I'm not clear. I don't I don't know that we still have that, uh, the report on that. Um, I have a friend down there who's trying to get the report uh, on that. There should be a basic incident report. And um, the I, I haven't seen it yet. So... Uh, that's very, very hush-hush, but it's obviously a car accident wouldn't cause flames to go a hundred feet in the air that I can think of, you know. So, um, so we still don't know what happened. One, one of the cars was definitely rear-ended. It looked, I don't know if that was his, but, um, it's, it was just a total burnout of multiple vehicles. Yeah. I, I thought what I read 
uh, was, and it was definitely preliminary, was that I guess he, um, I don't know which came first, but he hit the car in front of him and there was a flatbed pickup or flatbed truck behind him. So he was in the middle and those other people only got minor injuries and his car just went up in flames. And there was, there was, I've seen stuff like that before, um, you know, suspicious accidents. And so when I, as soon as I saw it was a truck came up behind him, I thought that was weird. But if I recall correctly, they closed the highway for a while because that's what they, for hours, because that's what they do yeah. with the fatal wreck. It's a, it's, I believe it's treated as a crime scene until mm-hmm. further, you know, until it's exonerated from that, mm-hmm. if I'm not yeah. mistaken. So yeah, they it closed was it down because somebody died. It was almost all day yeah. it was closed. Uh-huh. And, yeah. And and the police reported that on social media. They said, you know, please avoid this area because of the accident. And the folks were replying on Facebook, accident, that's not an accident. Uh, you know, that's a, that was a, a car explosion. He was a, mem- a member of the Deal family, the governor. He, he, can, yeah. he must have been a like a cousin family because if you look at in his obituary, you don't see any of those relations. He was the son of somebody and had a yeah. political office, but it, it must yeah. have been a cousin. Bullock County, uh, uh, I think it was a Bullock County commissioner. Um, but but to get to your point, Monica, so, you know, if we sounded... If somebody thinks we're conspiratorial, well, I don't think so because then now we find out, as you already know, the uh, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, the agent who was in charge of investigating that so-called accident, turned up dead in his residence just a couple of days later. Uh, James O'Sullivan. Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing an article about him in the Savannah News from November about his position with the uh, Georgia Bureau of Investigation. He was a crime scene guy. He has a very, he was in his early 50s, I think. He was as a prestigious career. And I don't think there was any history to make you think it was a suicide. Are they making any claims on what? The calls they was? said it was a suicide. They said it was suicide. I think so. Um, did they say it was a suicide? I hadn't heard. I just I, all the only thing I've seen was he was he was dead in his residence. Okay, well, he, it was definitely talked about as a suicide, but at the same time, there was a immediate like debunking argument that people say that it was, um, you know, they're just saying. It says found out of suicide, but that's just a forum. Yeah, so it's definitely strange. Well, and so you want you know you think about what on earth the power uh, and the money there. I, I think the obvious motive was to prevent Kim from calling a special session uh, and to threaten him. But I, I don't, I, you know, who would be behind that? It's just yeah, it's hard to conceive. Well, it's just amazing. The smiling pictures of him and Lucy at the White House didn't 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 at the do- Christmas jive party. They were my, at the White House Christmas yeah. party. I saw that too. That with all the fighting publicly between him and Trump, and then you see yeah. people at the party. I didn't see pictures of him with Trump. I just saw him at the party. But this tends to happen a lot. You see these politicians fight publicly, then you see them together laughing at parties or slapping high fives like Lindsey Graham and Kamala Harris. Like like it's WWE yeah. and they're all on the same team. And the and yeah. when I was at the uh or a friend of mine was at the, an all-star game right after McCain lost to Obama and behind the scenes, like in a back, 
back hallway was McCain and Spike Lee just like yucking it up. And yeah. I was like, wow, you'd think they would care a little bit, you know? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I almost wonder if Trump, if Trump wants to win as much as his supporters want him to win, I feel like he's, he'd probably rather be golfing. And so maybe he's not even as mad at camp and that gang as, as the people who, you know, I, I mean that, you know, Nor Garland, sometimes you can keep up with me down in the rabbit hole. That might be too <laughs> far, but, but I just, well, I think that the Trump phenomenon is, is decoupling from Trump himself. Yeah, it, it really makes you wonder, okay, you know, because Trump has said some pretty uh, bad things about Kemp lately, which I think is uh, particularly ironic because if, you know, I know y'all remember when Trump and uh, Kemp and Cagle were in that battle, Trump's endorsement basically gave Kemp the, the governorship. And Kemp mimicked Trump in his ad campaign. Right. So, uh, you know, trying to be the... Uh, that the independent type of guy, yeah. which is not, he's never been. So yeah, they're uh, throwing, walking around with guns to make them look like he's the real, you know, whatever woodsman. Let's yeah, say driving his truck, saying he's going <laughs> to deport illegal immigrants himself. Oh, wasn't he the one who had that crazy bus that said No, that was another him? candidate. Oh, okay, uh, okay. that's Michael Williams. That's yeah, Michael yeah, Williams. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Sorry about that. Yeah, Darlings. <laughs> I keep seeing these things about the hacking and Russia being blamed and then China being roped into it and China being blamed for just a, a lot of things now in general. What is anything new from your side of it emerged about China's connection to all of this? Well, a couple of things, Binkley. So, so uh, Dominion's parent company, and I believe it's the parent of the parent, um, does have, uh, from what I understand, like three Chinese nationals on the board of about seven. So that it does have some significant Chinese influence. And there are some questions, I think, and more and more is going to come out about that uh, in the weeks to come. So that is uh, one connection. Um, and then, of course, you've got uh, Kemp's uh, purchase of COVID supplies from China. Uh, millions of dollars there, which people have asked him, why couldn't you spend that, you know, within the United States? Uh, he has some financial connections, uh, to China, uh, as well. Uh, don't know about Brad, if he has any, uh, Raffensperger. I don't, I'm not sure of any so far. Um, so there are some, some significant contributions that, uh, or, Connections that's between China and the elections. That seems to be the case in so many different industries. The NBA, the film industry, with so much interest that they have in the Chinese market that they benefit off of and China benefits off of as well. I try not to fall into the demonizing other countries thing because I've seen it before in past in history and propaganda and stuff. That seems to be what's being pushed right now. The truth of it, I, I, I just don't know, but. It's strange what's going on in the world right now, that's for sure. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, generally speaking, because, you know, as you know, all countries are going to try to influence uh, yeah. other countries and get their will. So, uh, you know, China's no different than any other country. I think, you know, we've probably been influenced by China, by, you know, Russia, Israel, certainly. Uh, so uh, I, I, I don't see it as necessarily unusual or demonic. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of, you know, 
coincidences that may be not just coincidence, as Monica says. There could be well, more to it. When I looked into the latest Hunter Biden stuff, maybe not the latest, but the stuff that came out right before Bill Barr decided it was an inappropriate timing to investigate, a lot of that stuff was about hooking up with Chinese money and offering introductions or connections with that happened. I maybe happens to be, I don't know, maybe there is a difference between Democrats and Republicans, just a long list of Democrat politicians who had control of decisions about infrastructure spending and all that. So I think a lot yeah. of it is exactly what Kemp is doing. It's just about giving, it's just about access to money and government money is so, you know, there's nobody minding the store when you're trying to get a government contracts. It doesn't, it, quality doesn't have to be there. The value doesn't have to mm-hmm. be there. And there's just an excess. So I, I, I usually do find like real political issues, but it seems like a big part of that is the money. But I was also wondering is Sidney Powell, I think was the one who points it to China and Iran. Is her lawsuit still in play or was that, is that gone like everything else? Uh, she's got one case, I think, before the Supreme Court. I think she's appealed up that way. Um, so her case is still in play. For a while. And so I was just going to add to your thing about Democrats and Republicans, Monica. So the way I look at it is that it's like a football team. You have an offense and a defense. You have an offensive unit and a defensive unit. So you've got the Republicans and the Democrats that appear to be do opposite things, but yet they're actually on the same team. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. And they can change those roles. So the Republicans are much better at the defense. Yeah. You know, they're much better to be on their heels, seriously. And that's the role they need to play. But if they don't every once in a while play offense, you're going to notice that they're just the defensive team. I, I think love in that, that analogy. analogy where they're on the same team, just on offense and defense, I think the general public would be the other team and the Republican. <laughs> they don't and know they're team. actually playing a game. Yeah, though. yeah, they don't realize they're in a game. And the Republican and Democrat yeah. team have a coaching staff, a strategy, and they control the referees as well. And you think you're in the audience, so you're just eating your popcorn every yeah. once in a while. You get hit in the head by a football, and you're like, "What are you throwing and, and they're at so me skilled for? at it that it's like professional football players playing against a bunch of Joe Smos just hanging out in their house who play flag football uh, maybe once a month. Like my son who has Down That's, syndrome, where he's just like, "Wait, I thought you let me get, win." Yeah, we're getting clocked no, basically. Wow. Let them win. So, so what's B- the next B- step? Yeah, keep well, going. Keep B- going. B- Binkley took my analogy to a new level. Yeah, it's <laughs> good. Well, it's a great it's analogy. A it sparked some uh, Yeah, there's going to... We're going to we're going to run with that. If yeah. I may. <laughs> so what's the next step? Apparently, I mean, do you know the ins and outs of the final thing like on January 6th? Like, can any can anybody? I mean, part of it is if both Democrats get into the Senate. Uh, then neither of them is going to is going to sound the alarm against, you know, or register an objection to Congress certifying the Electoral College as it is. Somebody's got to raise their hand and fight that fight, I think, in the in D.C. No. Well, right. And I think we're in for a real battle uh, for those the electoral votes on in these battleground states. Um, I mean, uh, Trump's not going down without a fight. So uh, the evidence of all this fraud in other states has still not seen the light of day in a, in a court of law. Um, so something has to happen. We can't go through January 6th and not have the evidence of elect- electoral fraud that is 
been committed all over the country, not have a hearing on that somewhere and someplace. So there's going to be, I think, a mass push to get that evidence in front of a court, whether it be the Supreme Court or another court, in the coming couple of weeks, and to have somebody rule on it and somebody seriously consider it. That would be great. I mean, yeah. Maybe I mean, yeah. I, I'm every time, every week that passes, my expectations of like the last threads of the rule of law that I had kind of been hoping was the can I was kicking. They just keep snapping. The courts seem to not want to touch it right now. But I mean, that's the job, right? I know. This is crazy. It's to there make is, these hard decisions. There's yeah. no system left if it's like, well, when, when it gets hard, we just skip it. It's it, like, that doesn't... Right. That's not right. What's crazy about it is, I don't know, whoever controls the media, but the media's ability to silence something to the point where if the Supreme Court were to take up a case, that a large portion, half of the public, because they haven't heard any of this stuff because it's been blocked out and called crazy by the media, would just revolt thinking that the Supreme Court is the one that has been corrupted and, and captured because it's doing its job. Right. That's that's exactly what they want. That's exactly what the news media wants to, to do. Yeah. You can see this. I think that this is set up. I say I'm, I'm getting in the rabbit holes with my. Yeah, sorry, buddy. But, but, <laughs> Welcome to but, our world. I, I'm convinced this was set up all the way back with the Amy Coney Barrett nomination. Wow. They, they, they wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Monica, only because I wondered I'm, what the hell. I was like, she she's never getting in. Like, she has a child with Down syndrome. Like, that chick isn't getting in. And they put her in. I was like, okay. Yeah. This is weird. Uh, I thought you would have beat me to the punch on that one, Monica. So I, I, I know. I You know, I can't figure <laughs> out everything. And every time I don't see, like, some dark hand behind the curtain, you know, I'm wrong. There's always some dark hand uh, yeah. behind the curtain. But I have a son with Down syndrome, so I know the Down syndrome community is very pro-life. And so when she had that, I, I mean, clearly she's not going to deviate from that position. And I just figured, I mean, not that I think they're going to overturn Roe versus Wade ever, but I was just surprised that, that she got less pushback than Kavanaugh with, who was a Clinton show, yeah. as we all know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, covered up the murder of Vince Foster, but I absolutely. Guess that's a, and that's a story for another day. <laughs> yeah. He actually wrote the memo or didn't, uh, yeah. Miguel Rodriguez wrote a memo. Hey, man, this whole Vince Foster thing is a cover up. Do your best. And Kavanaugh yeah. was like, uh, and, what letter? Uh, and, and yeah, that's right. Kavanaugh replaced, uh, it was two. Replaced it was Miguel a, Rodriguez. Miguel Rodriguez's letter actually was addressed to several people, including Brett Kavanaugh. You have to go back and reread uh -huh. it. Yeah. Maybe like that. Yeah. I think, uh, they re he reported, I believe, to Sam Dash, and Sam Dash reported directly to Ken Starr. Ken Starr, mm -hmm. who is also getting involved in this thing at the Senate level, I think, with, uh, Tuberville, Tuberville, whatever you call it. Tommy and Tuberville. I, I was uh, worried about that. Like once Ken Starr gets involved, I gotta, I gotta wonder if well, he's gonna hijack this process. Tuberville, yeah. and this is something I wanted to get your thoughts on, Garland. Tuberville was caught on video saying that on January sixth, Tuberville's in the Senate, I believe. On January 6th, he's going to stand up and object. And this is related to the competing electors that some of the states have, including Georgia, the Democrat electors. And then there was some Republican electors that submitted as well. And there's some confusion over how this process would work. On the left, they're saying that, that Pence is just symbolic when it comes to his decision to 
to certify on January 6th or to recognize the electors. Others say that, that, that Pence actually has the power to reject the Democrat electors and accept the Republican ones. What do you know about all of this? Uh, I, I, I don't, Binkley. It's, it's, you know, this has always been just a rubber stamp. Yeah. Uh, for so many decades. I think there was a big, um, I think it, the last really, really controversial election like this was back when, uh, uh, Samuel, Samuel Till, Tillman and, um, Tilden, excuse me, Samuel Tilden and Rutherford B. Hayes back in 1870. Six. I oh, think there's it some was. history for you. <laughs> yeah. Boy, you're older than I, I, I thought, Garland. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. I was almost there. I was just in, in my diapers. Remembering it. <laughs> yeah, I was in my diapers there. I have to think for a minute. But that was a big contested election, and the um, Tilden was supposed to become president, but there were 20 votes in being contested, and he needed one, and they got, gave all 20 to. Hayes, wow. who, was a, who was a northerner, Tilden was a southerner, and Hayes. Uh, oh, it the, changed the world. Yeah, it did. In the uh, so that was in the election uh, back back then. So uh, that was the last really heavily contested one. There's been quite a few, um, you know, minor contests like you know, Hillary tried to contest some last time, but. Um, I honestly don't know how all that plays out. I, I I don't think that we're dead yet with the legislatures. I think that the legislatures still have time to uh, adjust any electoral votes, even though they've made the decision, because they can always call a special session and then, you know, change their mind or reappoint something if, if new evidence is actually revealed. So I think we're still in state hands, at least until about the 6th, and that's when it tra- passes to the U.S. Congress. Uh, and that's going to be an interesting situation. Well, we hope it is, only because if it's not, it's because it's all been sewn up ahead of time. It's not, you know, I mean, that's the thing. I just am amazed by this. And then I look like a Trump supporter, which drives me fucking crazy because I think he's a TV actor. But it's <laughs> it's not, you know, it's nonsense. It's it's outrageous that these yeah. things are. It's like Pizzagate. I don't even think there's anything there, but it should have been investigated. Absolutely. Yeah. So if it's not investigated, what does that tell you? That re- re- yeah. really raises all sorts of that's questions. Right of, uh, you, know, you know, what's really going on, what's being covered up. It's really illustrating the power of propaganda, public relations over the legal process. Yeah. Playing out amazing. right in front of us. I mean, and that's yeah. it. That's the end. That's like mm-hmm. Plato's, you know, warnings Cave. against democracy. Yeah. Like, yeah. just don't even bother trying. Right. right. But yeah, I... I uh, and I actually think that there ha- that it, I don't even think it's just about getting Biden elected at all. Like, I think that there are bigger policy agenda items that will come out of this. Like, so they cover it up. Yeah, because maybe they want Biden. Well, obviously, they want Biden. But but covering it up, you know, like you guys were talking about the Supreme Court, actually making it more of a more of a conflict will lead to big changes. It could lead to big policy changes. And I that's what I really mm-hmm. fear. Right, right. It, it's going to be a conflict either way now because who, no matter who is sworn in, half of the country is going to say that they were cheated out of the Oh, election. yeah. Not my president is going to be get a whole new life in the bumper <laughs> sticker world. You know, not my president. Jeez Louise. Anyway. Uh, well, okay. 
We Anything could. this upcoming week? Yeah, yeah. What should we watch out for? Well, uh, so, yeah, Binkley. So we're going to have a major announcement um, Tuesday, probably. It probably won't be Monday, but we're going to try to uh, take take this into our own hands, we being the people of Georgia, and we're going to uh, be filing our own lawsuit uh, over, over this election. So we're going to see where that goes. Could that a, have the same thing where they don't investigate it, like with when you filed a lawsuit against Kemp? Who, who makes that decision? Well, I think we've got enough impetus to force the court to actually look at what we're, what we're arguing. Um, so we'll just have to see. You know, they could sit, uh, sit on it uh, in the docket. You know, currently the Republican Party has, a, has in Georgia, has a lawsuit that is in against the state of Georgia over the election. So I, um, they have not heard that case yet, but that's still active. Uh, there's a couple of cases. I think Sydney and Lynn Wood have two cases in the Supreme Court. Um, and I think that we're going to have our own case go live next week. So that'll be an interesting story. You heard it here first. No one knows about this yet, except for you guys. So, Fantastic. I worry about you, Garland. <laughs> I do. Is there I anything worry. people listening can do to help? Well, one of your listeners has already helped. Uh, he has come in for the um, – uh, he, he called me after the last week's show. And, in fact, he actually called me while we're on this line right now. And he's uh, going to be a plaintiff in the lawsuit. He's, going to, he's already helping us raise money. Um, so he's been very valuable to the effort. Um, so we've got people that are stepping up all over the state. That's fantastic. So is there somewhere that people should contact you if they do have information or if they had an experience that might've been questionable? Well, right. Uh, sure. They can always contact us at voterga.org. Um, you know, that's our website. And of course I'm on uh, I'm, I'm still on Twitter and Facebook at Voter GA, but I barely even look at the pages anymore because I'm so so busy. So basically, the website's the best way to get a hold of us. And then um, my, you know, you can find my cell phone on most any press release. That's my personal cell. Um, so um, that would probably be the best ways to to get you know get in touch. I I have a question for you about. You're you're so immersed in elections in Georgia. Do you think I I know I've asked you this before, but I just I look at this thing, this runoff and and all the new voters that are being that are going to vote in that that did not vote in the November election. And I just have to ask you, is there any any part of you that believes that the voters of Georgia, the people of vote, uh, people of Georgia eligible to vote would choose two Democrat senators to represent them? in D.C. and flip the whole country, all Democrat. You know, I just I cannot imagine, given how Georgia is, that that's that that's a, that would be a valid outcome as a reflection of the will of the people of Georgia. Well, you know, I was on a show last week, uh, Monica, a couple of days ago uh, out of New Hampshire, and uh, the uh, host asked me exactly the same question to the T. Um, and I told him, I, I said, I, first of all, 
I don't think Georgia is a blue state yet. I mean, that, it obviously has gotten a little closer because of, you know, some of the recruiting uh, that Stacey Abrams has done, and they've gone after uh, young people to try to and get them to And subsidizing vote. the film industry. Yes. Subsidizing uh, the film industry dragged a lot of people there from Hollywood. Uh, yeah, that, that, that was another factor. Um, there's several factors, just the overall recruiting of, of young people who yeah. tend to, tend to yeah. vote Democrats. You know, you know what the old saying about that is when you're young and yes. you have, you have a heart, you vote Democrat, <laughs> but when you're old and you get a head, you vote yeah. Republican. That was Churchill. So, uh, oh, is that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. I'll tell so, you an appeal that the Republicans are missing that could be effective. They're going for this broad appeal, Ossos, owned by China, whatever, which there is truth to some of the, the connections that his family has with China, but that doesn't hit people on a personal level. When it comes to a lot of the people who are out being activists for Ossoff and for the, the both Democrats, a lot of people in Atlanta, it's an emerging film scene, and... I have done a lot of acting in my life. I've done improv theater, comedy, and I am SAG eligible. I became SAG eligible in Georgia because Georgia is a right to work state. And many people move to Atlanta because Atlanta is a place where you can become SAG eligible in a way that's far easier than if you were out in L.A. Because you have to be a member of SAG in L.A., because it's not a right to work state in order to become SAG eligible. Therefore, it's really, really hard to get your SAG card, meaning it's very hard to get roles in SAG productions, which is what, you know, people's dream is often. In Georgia, you can actually make that happen because it is a right to work state. So the little guy, the new actor can become SAG eligible and get on their career path that they want to go on. Both Democrats have promised to get rid of Georgia's right to work state status, which would give all of the power for, to get the acting roles to the people who are already SAG eligible, thus making it very, very hard for all these people who are a lot of these people are out they're they're activists for Democrats, not realizing that the power that they have to pursue their dream is going to be taken away by the two candidates they're out promoting. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that ironic? I mean, how 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 often have you seen that happen? It's crazy. I, mean, I know it happens right. a lot. We don't People a shoot lot themselves. of different a lot of different topics. My grandfather used to say, I mean, not to me, but way back in the day, my father said when he was growing up, his father used to say those dock workers are going to strike them that industry right out of this country. And at that time, almost all shipping, like 75, 80% of all shipping went through U.S. ports. And now it's something like 3%. I mean, even the stuff that's meant to come. So it, they've been doing, I always think the unions set the people up for that. But yeah, but yeah they could, they, uh, if yeah. they knew what I'm was I'm telling you, the Republicans cut an ad that speaks to that. Yeah. A lot, because a lot of my friends, a lot of people that they I know, know in the artistic community are absolutely See, 100% on board with the Democrats. And if they knew, if they were aware that their power and ability to get roles and to actually get that SAG card that they pursue was taken away, that would change their mind because it affects them personally. But here's what gets me back to the question I asked Garland, is that I don't think that what's going to happen here is a reflection of That's true. Yes. the resident voters of Georgia, yeah. their own interests. Like, I just, I have no faith in this whatsoever. So the upshot is you don't actually think, Garland, that it's blue yet. So if that's the outcome, it will have been a subversion of the will of the people, even if they get it technically correct by getting everybody at Emory to say that they live here and to yeah. decide this is where they are and tell them.
and they can change their residence back after. I mean, even if they jump through the hoops, uh, it's still a subversion, in my opinion. Well, right. So I and I I don't think Joe Biden won the presidential electors of the state of Georgia. I think yeah. that that uh, basically that was decided by Fulton County throwing uh, uh, roughly twenty thousand. Uh, illegally scanned ballots into the mix. And of course, they were all Biden ballots because the supervisor there's son works for uh, Ralph Warnock's campaign and he used to work for Ke- Keisha Lance Bottom. So there's, there's, these are political operatives. They're not really elections officials. So uh, even though they've got a lot of experience with elections and officials, that- they're not biased. That 20,000 would have given the, the win flat out to Purdue. Well, right. It would have right? given the wind flat out to Purdue, and because they were down ballot races on those invalid ballots, yeah, and of course, there must given, have been. Yeah. It would have given the electoral votes to yeah uh, to President to Trump. Trump. So I, I that's why I don't think I think that this was legitimately stolen based on all my experience Damn. and what I've seen so far, uh, and that's why the people are still fighting here. That's why we're going to keep keep fighting all the way till January the sixth. Well, we're going to keep right there with you because uh, it's not over till it's over. And even when it's over, it's really not going to be over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a new yogiism. Even when when it's over, it's not going to be over. (laughs) Yes, yes. There you go. They'll put it, make it monarchism. I love it. So, all right. Well, until next week, I hope. Although, hey, I guess it'll be after Christmas. So, well, if you want to take a week off, uh, you're welcome to it. But if you want to plug in, we'll love to hear. I, I can't. I can't afford to take a week off. Well, I know, good. right? It's yeah. it's almost sinister that it's all going to yeah. happen when people would rather be doing other things. That's how they got the Federal Reserve bill passed. They they held the vote on Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah. See, that's a good bit of history there. There you I, go. And I, I, I had forgotten that. You, yeah, I bet you. You got that out of the creature from Jekyll Allen, I bet. Probably, yes. I did read that, and I'm dying to talk to G. Edward Griffin. I've got to track him down. He said he'd do my show, and now I can't find his email. So, uh, very, very Merry Christmas to you, Garland, and I hope that people put a lot of intentions and prayers and uh, headed your way for all the hard work that you're doing. Uh, Less than thankless. I'm sure you get abused up the wazoo. Well, it's it, it's been kind of rewarding. I mean, I get a little bit of abuse uh, from a few uh, people, but for the most part, uh, I've made a lot of new friends, and uh, there's a lot of patriots out there, and there are a lot of people that really appreciate uh, me and what I do now, more so than before. So that kind of offsets the abuse and kind of keeps me going. So. It's it's been great. I've I've met a lot of new folks and they, See, they and just it, have great relationships. You had to have been in that position and done all this work for so long, you know, that you have to you can't just parachute in and be able to manage this. So we are lucky to have it, you that you recognize well, well, the abysmal state of Georgia election integrity way back when. It's funny that you mentioned that, uh, Michael, because so uh, Ricardo, I don't know if you know Ricardo Davis, but he's the uh Constitution Party chairman, and I'm the elections director, and um, he's also uh, president of Georgia Rights of Life. But uh, we were wondering about the coming of the Constitution Party of OJ. So, you know, what, what have we been doing here for 18 years? And uh, we didn't feel like we'd been as successful as we should have been. 
Um, and then all of a sudden this came along and we realized, okay, well, apparently uh, God has just been preparing us for this moment. This yeah. is our moment in time. So we're going to do everything we can to keep and fighting. Even if you don't prevail, at least you've pulled back the curtain, you know, yeah. you've shined the light, yeah. which matters. Yeah. I think. Uh-huh. And I really feel like we're going to prevail. I really do. That would be great. Well, we'll do what we can, and people will plug into us if they want. Um, I think they can get all their information. I see that Facebook, usually you have a lot of updates there. I don't know if you're not. Is that a good place for people? Or you want people to go to the VoterGA.org site, right? Is the best place to get, like, press releases, maybe sign up for an email. I love the emails you send me. They're infrequent and hard-hitting. Always the big press releases keep us surprised of what's going on. it takes a while to do those hard-hitting press releases. (laughs) Got it, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, so usually what we do is we post... we post uh, the everything that we do. We send out. We, it is posted on Facebook and Twitter, um, but and there's a lot of commentary out there. But um, it's it's probably a little bit more active to hook up with us through the website because we we do send up updates that are not uh, posted on Facebook and and on Twitter right right now. At least we are doing that now. Okay. Good. All right. Until next time, Merry Christmas to everybody. Thank you, Monica and Bankery. Merry Christmas to y'all, and I will see you next Sunday. Thanks yes, a lot, thank Garland. you Merry so Christmas. much. Take care.